Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2351. Individual Stocks versus Index Funds, Why I Choose Both, part one, by Craig Stevens of retirebeforedad.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. I have a bit of a longer post today, so what I'll do is split the article up reading the first part today and finishing it up tomorrow. So with that, let's dive right into part one and start optimizing your life. Individual Stocks versus Index Funds, Why I Choose Both, Part One, by Craig Stevens of retirebeforedad.com. I've never joined the debate about individual stocks versus index funds because I've never chosen one side or the other. I invest in dividend growth stocks, index funds, and even a few managed mutual funds. I've invested in individual stocks since 1995. That year, my uncle gifted me one share of Chevron stock, and I've owned it ever since. I now own about 50 individual stocks in my taxable portfolio. I buy individual stocks to build investment income via the dividend growth investing strategy. When I buy dividend stocks, I look for high quality companies that have a long history of paying and increasing dividends. Unlike market fluctuations, dividend income is predictable. I like predictable, stable income streams. That's what has attracted me to dividend growth for more than two decades. However, it requires picking stocks and picking stocks is often frowned upon by many influential pundits and personal finance bloggers who recommend strictly investing in low cost index funds. That's because most people can't pick stocks and beat the market indexes over extended time periods. Most equity mutual fund managers can't beat the market indexes either. So why bother trying? The answer is that dividend growth investing is not about trying to beat the market. It's about creating a reliable income stream. Done right, and the income will grow each year at a rate faster than inflation. That said, many dividend growth investors argue the strategy is superior over the long-term with proper time devoted to stock research. Pure indexers say dividend growth is a loser's game and also proclaim supremacy. Others say growth stocks are the best bet for beating the market. All parties can fervently defend their strategies and back up their arguments, but the best strategy for you is what you're comfortable with. Closet indexer. The specific numbers I share in my portfolio each quarter are only for my taxable accounts at TD Ameritrade and my favorite no-fee online broker, M1 Finance. But we also have quite a few retirement accounts. I max out what's allowed every year. I've never fully shared the contents of my retirement accounts except for a few mentions here and there because they're boring and I don't wanna confuse you with six accounts and more fun symbols. These accounts mostly hold equity index funds and ETFs, 
but also a few individual stocks and a couple managed mutual funds. Out of curiosity, I analyzed all the equity holdings from my taxable portfolio, a Vanguard IRA, two Fidelity Roth IRAs, and two Fidelity traditional IRAs, one each for Mrs. Retire Before Dad and I, to determine the allocation of individual stocks versus index funds or ETFs versus managed mutual funds. Here's what I found. 68% of my total equity holdings are in index funds and ETFs. So you see, I'm a closet indexer. Okay, not really. I've mentioned my preference for index funds in retirement accounts before. Reasons to buy individual stocks versus index funds. Okay, back to the original premise of the article. As you can see, I'm pro index fund. So if you're all in there, that's great. The case for only investing in index funds and ETFs is very strong. The beauty of index investing is that it requires very little research. Simply choose a few low-cost index funds with broad holdings and continually invest in them for the long term. Ride out the market fluctuations and don't sell when it declines. The low-cost nature and ease of investing in them are certainly driving new cash to Vanguard and BlackRock, iShares, now the two largest U.S. money managers. But investing in individual stocks still has its advantages too. You'll need to learn how to research stocks first, but there are a number of reasons why it's worth buying individual stocks. Here are a few. Number one, create a portfolio of reliable income. This is why I buy individual stocks. Owning dividend growth stocks is a way to build a predictable and sustainable income stream that's mostly passive after the initial research. Choose stocks that historically pay and grow their dividends to earn income that increases greater than the rate of inflation. The key is to buy companies that are well-managed, have a competitive advantage, and are immune to economic cycles. Index funds pay dividends too, but the yields are low and payment amounts are inconsistent. Some low-cost funds and ETFs focus on dividend-paying companies, but they don't offer the broad range of stocks that makes index funds appealing. Number two, own only the companies you like. Two popular dividend growth stocks that I've never owned are McDonald's and Walmart. I don't own them because I prefer to eat and shop elsewhere. I'll go to Target or Costco any day over Walmart. I figure if I don't like the shopping experience, I should not own the stock, though I do own them indirectly through funds. By investing in stocks individually, you can choose the companies you like or don't like. This is perfect for people who are loyal to a certain brand or invest based on their personal values, like the environment, religion, etc. Be careful of bias. You may love shopping at Sears, but the stock is lousy. Number three, don't own the companies you don't like. Total U.S. market index funds own stock in all publicly traded companies in the U.S. That includes the so-called vice stocks, such as cigarettes, gambling, alcohol, and firearm stocks. If you buy your stocks individually, you can avoid the companies you don't want to support. Number four, hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Individual Stocks versus Index Funds, Why I Choose Both by Craig Stevens of retirebeforedad.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. 
Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. It goes without saying that a lot of people don't know where to start when it comes to investing. Many think you need a lot of money to invest. Some put off investing because it doesn't seem urgent. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. And I love Acorns because I feel that this type of automation is exactly the boost needed for the many people who like the idea of investing, but haven't felt ready to begin for whatever reason. So head to acorns.com OFD or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Paid non-client endorsement may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com OFD. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC. Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. We've had quite a few articles about dividend investing recently. So you're probably pretty familiar with all the reasons why I don't invest this way. However, what I love about hosting this show is being able to highlight all the varying perspectives around money and ways to handle it. For the most part, there is no one size fits all advice about money. And I think the more you increase your financial literacy, the more you're able to discern if a financial opinion or concept makes sense for your specific situation. There are very few hard and fast rules when it comes to money. Most of us agree that we should spend less than we earn and invest the difference. The only other quote-unquote rules I think apply to most people are to not get involved with an MLM and don't buy whole life insurance. Everything else from buying a house, types of investing, budgeting, investment vehicles, order of operations for your money, savings rate, Etc., etc., etc. The answer is always going to be, well, it depends. Because you have a unique set of circumstances, goals, preferences, and skills that might bring you to different conclusions than I have come to for myself. But in terms of the specific points in this article about dividend investing, I did want to point out that there are index funds that focus on dividend stocks. So you aren't limited to buying individual stocks if you really have your heart set on dividends. For example, the S&P 500 Dividend Aristocrats, launched in May of 2005, is a stock market index composed of the companies in the S&P 500 index that have increased their dividends in each of the past 25 consecutive years. There are other indexes of dividend aristocrats that vary with respect to market cap and minimum duration of consecutive yearly dividend increases. So it is possible to have the best of both worlds. But we're only halfway through this article, so be sure to come on back tomorrow where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.